You're listening to the Everyman Podcast, and I am sitting on a porch in upstate New York in the Catskills. It's morning time. You can hear cicadas in the background, and it's full summer. I'm on a long trip with my family. We're on the road. Went to Minnesota for a couple weeks, spent some time with my parents, and now we're on the East Coast visiting family and friends, doing work, all kinds of great stuff. So hope your summer is going well. I'm going to keep the intro short for this episode. We don't have a whole lot uh, to announce in terms of upcoming events. We are about to go on our Glacier National Park uh, Wilderness Expedition in a couple weeks. We may have one spot left. If if you want to go on a a, a, just a wild week-long adventure backpacking trip with a bunch of guys, good guys, mind you, uh, I would reach out really fast. I actually think we're completely full up, but I think one guy had to bail. So there may be one spot left if anybody's listening and wants to jump on that. I'm really excited to share that our NorCal retreat up in Mendocino County a couple weeks ago was uh, just reported as maybe our best one yet. Uh, Aaron Blaine and Owen Marcus and Andrew Kippen. Andrew really ran the thing and those other guys uh, took support roles. Really proud, super proud of the work they did. Next week is our retreat at Racebrook, which is led by Dan McCombie and John O'Connor. And it's a pretty big deal for me personally because these are the first two open sources that I have not attended or led or been a part of in any, in any way, really. And it's it, I've been talking to people about it, and it's really like it feels like dropping my kid off to kindergarten for the first time. Um, the open source was something that Sasha Lewis, who you hear on this podcast, he and I co-created um, at the very beginning, before this all started. And now we have these amazing leaders leading them, and it doesn't require my presence, which frees me up to do some other really exciting things. So just super grateful. I'm grateful for everything that's happened to date in these last two years since this podcast was recorded, especially probably the most grateful for the guys Aaron, Andrew, Dan, Owen, John, all you guys, you know, just for being who you are. And uh, there's nobody in the world that uh, I think that men should go work with more than you guys. And also just, you know, a shout out to our foundations guys too, who are training to, they're basically in line to do that same thing, to step up and run some of these retreats and do their own work. And uh, it's humbling. It's super humbling to to know that we're here, that we've got this far, and that things are working in such a positive way. So um, last gratitude, just shout out to all the listeners, to people here. Uh, we're going to be also sort of revamping and tightening and putting more muscle behind this podcast in the following months here. And I'm really excited about that particular. I'm feeling my creative uh, energy really, really online and excited to do that. Today's episode is a bit of a throwback. It is a time capsule in a sense. And about two years ago exactly, co-founders Sasha Lewis and Lucas Crump and I sat down. We were doing a weekend event in upstate New York in a beautiful place called Troutbeck. And we had an opportunity to sit down and do a podcast together. For a couple reasons, we didn't release it at the time. But right now, going back to it feels pretty cool and apropos to where we are right now. Every man is at a place where we're truly, truly starting to mature and grow up and get the, get our feet underneath us. Um, it's probably come out in the podcast, but to be very frank, up to this point, we have bootstrapped it together. We've had a little bit of incoming investment, but for the most part, we have been just uh, rocking and rolling with what we have. And honestly, our 
bigger stress than anything is that we've had more demand than we can keep up with. We have a list, a backlog list of men who want to be in men's groups uh, in the thousands. And we are right now building technology to be able to connect and support groups in a much, much, much better way. And so in the next three or four months, basically the rest of 2019 and then beyond, you're going to be hearing a lot of new stuff on this podcast about what we're rolling out. We're going to be rolling out a lot more support materials for guys and their groups. And we're going to be just organizing um, this sort of offering in a different way. Really excited about it. We'll be sharing more as it comes. All right, please reach out if you have any questions, concerns, anything at all. Go to our website, everyman.com, E-V-R-Y-M-A-N.com. Look us up on social media, all that good stuff. And I do hope that you enjoy the show. native New Yorker, so um, grew up uh, in the, on the streets of the city in some ways, uh, and I am a true native New Yorker. I grew up in New York City. A lot of people say they're New Yorkers, and then they end up being from Westchester or Long Island, and that is New York, but I was in the city. Uh, 47-year-old man, so I've been, I've been around the block a few times, and um, I've always been a passionate seeker and explorer. Since I was a little kid, when I was selling lemonade out in front of my apartment building, when I was, uh, I think, five, I started out as my little entrepreneurial career. Uh, so then I sold some baseball cards and little random knickknacks that I collected along the way. And uh, I've always been a real um, passionate person about culture. Um, in New York, I got uh, exposed to many things uh, that uh, really formed and and transformed me as a, as a person, uh, big into uh, the music world, and was lucky enough to be uh, a teenager in the uh, mid to late 80s, and uh, got sucked into the, uh, the vortex uh, now known as hip-hop, <laughs> and uh, was uh, one of those, those kids that uh, just drank the Kool-Aid and, and immersed myself in the music culture, um, into the club culture. Um, remember many nights at a club where I was uh, very much the, uh, the only or one of the few white people in a, in a club um, listening to hip-hop music and uh, really getting into that scene uh, and uh, just immerse myself in it for years. Um, and then, uh, you know, went off to a, a proper college upstate New York and um, kind of tried to figure myself out for a long time and uh, eventually landed on the internet, um, skipping over you know a good ten years of my life, um, and from there really got involved in that cultural space that I love so much, um, and broadcasting that out to people um, through a company I started called Flavor Pill, and really was passionate about helping curate great cultural experiences in the city, and helping people figure out what to do with their free time, and uh, and then slowly morphed into more of the wellness and sort of yoga space and became pretty intensely interested in that community and so what started that i'm curious mm. about that i've never asked you that what was like your initiation into that passion yeah when i hit my mid-30s i started to realize that my body was just sort of breaking down and uh i wasn't appreciating how i had treated it um over the last you know 25 30 years of 
just pounding on it. Um, I'm, I've always been a kind of athletic, um, aggressive type uh, person. Uh, we did a little boot camp this morning <laughs> on, on the hills over here, and these guys uh, saw me uh, in my my intensity that I have with my physical practice and uh, just being a physical being. So yeah, in my late mid thirties, I started to feel like that wasn't working for me anymore. And I actually, um, like a lot of guys, uh, got introduced to yoga through uh, a woman that I was dating at the time. And it just clicked at that point. It was like yeah. the right time, right place. Yeah. And it, it, it became a practice for me that got me into um, like more into my spirituality, which I just had never really connected to. I'm, I feel like I'm a late bloomer in that space. Uh, I, I grew up in a very non-religious um, family, um, very beautiful, caring, loving family and open to a lot of things, but just never really had any significant religious un- undertones or practices around me in my day to day. And so that just became something as I got into yoga that really filled a void and it reminded me of that deeper sense of self and connecting to that. And it's been a huge part of how I've evolved and how I feel much more a full spectrum human because of that. Lucas calls you a spiritual gangster. (laughs) (laughs) Is that accurate? Well, I mean, based on the last two minutes of me sharing you my hip hop, you know, kind of credentials. um, And I will go toe to toe with anybody on the old school hip hop. Dude, you're Um, OG, man. You are a gangster. (laughs) And then really, yeah, becoming more of a spiritual person, I, I can I can take that. I appreciate that. And um, that's something that I do like. I do enjoy the fact that I have grown up in New York and have that that toughness and that city smarts and that, um, you know, s- street savvy. And then I've been able to now marry that with what I think is a pretty deep spiritual connection and awareness and practice. You know, I really like to walk the walk and talk the talk. So meditation and yoga and things of that nature really become a, a part of who I am and, and how I identify with myself in the world. So, yeah, Amazing. spiritual gangster, let's go with it. So, <clears throat> Sasha, I think this is worth saying, and I may have shared this on here before, but Sasha and I met in a men's group in New York called the Brotherhood, which was uh, the second time that I sat in that group. That was my fir- the first group I ever was a part of. And um, I've shared this at our retreats, but it's still, it still strikes me as one of those things. It's like so weird that it's not weird. But the very first meeting, the fir- first night I met Sasha, I was in the process of really clarifying who the hell I was and what I wanted to do with my life, like in the big picture, like like what I was supposed to, why I was on the planet. And do you remember? Yeah. I remember yeah. so clearly. Yeah. It was just like, and I got down to the brass tacks of, I am supposed to share this men's stuff, this thing we're doing. I, I, it just, I felt it in every piece of my body that that was my point. That was what I was supposed to do. Mm. And it was either right in the moment or during that meeting, like you looked at me and you said, yeah, I might, maybe I could, I could help you with that. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. And so um, at the first open source, which was, you know, nine months ago, 10 months ago, our first retreat, really the first thing that we, you know, we'd been talking for years about putting something together. And this was the first time we did. And yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it's one of those kind of beautiful, fateful, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, that makes things happen like that. It was pretty amazing. 
And uh, yeah, so now we're the the fearsome threesome. <laughs> and uh, so where did I'm trying to think of so and then. I think as far as like the creation story of, of every man and kind of where we came from. So yeah, Sasha and I have known each other for, I don't know how many years, eight or nine years, seven, yeah. eight years, something like that. We sat in a group for two, two and a half years and I moved to Montana. And basically since I moved from Montana until last year, we started percolating this idea. And our first event actually was going to be, or no, was yeah at, Wanderlust, Wanderlust yeah. yoga Wanderlust festival in Stratton. in Stratton in Vermont. And, and then you just bailed. I bailed. And why did you bail? I think I got drunk or something. <laughs> <laughs> you got drunk and then your baby came. <laughs> yeah, the, the event was the exact day that Duke was born. Yeah. So I couldn't go. And it was crazy. Elise and I were just talking about this. One week before the due date, or no, not the due date. One week before he, he was a week and a half late past his due date, which is normal. But Elise and I went to our midwife and said, what the hell do we do? I have this event. It's like the most important thing that I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And it's in Vermont. And how can I go? And she looked at us and she said, you can all go. (laughs) You can all go. Wow. And if and if your son and if your boy is born, then you just got to figure out a way to stay there for a month and then you can come back. And we literally almost did it. Yeah, I remember that. You were considering it. <laughs> you were hell-bent on being there. Yeah. Not. I've never heard that story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was felt like such a big deal to go do the first one. But you led it with a buddy of ours and, uh, yeah, had some success. And that sort of bore the next, um, the bigger event at Racebrook. Yeah. Which is where Lucas came aboard, uh, you know, kind of came online. You guys hadn't met before that, right? No. The first yeah. time I met him was in a an exercise in, a, in an AV line, and we started staring at each other, uh, oh. you know, in our, doing the eye-gazing exercise. And he had the most intense look on his face. I remember <laughs> I was like, this guy's got something to offer. What's, I'm not sure what it is yet, but there's definitely something behind there. I was thinking the same thing about you, man. You were just staring deep at me. I was like, damn, I got to find out what's going on with this dude. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, so... Yeah, that and it's yeah, we can talk about that event a little bit maybe too cuz it's you know, we just put out like we said in the intro, we got the next retreat coming up. It's the weekend event, same place. Yeah. Um we have our, you know, for lack of a better term, we have our stuff. We're dialed, right? Like this has become a very uh fundamental part of what we're doing. You want to say? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I just I mean just just this week, I mean, the number of guys that um have just wholeheartedly sort of express their experience to 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 other people whether it's through social media or, or just you know conversations in the various groups um has been such a uh a, a validation of, of of the work that that we've done and and the need and at the same time the the just the excitement and the encouragement like that that i that i feel mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, we're on we're on the right track yeah yeah definitely and I think the track that got laid really did start at that event last year. It was, it it was really amazing to feel the, I mean, it was like a, it was like something exploded literally Mm. like it's in the best way. And through that explosion came this sort of vision and pathway. And, and so, yeah, so we had that first event and it was just a beautiful success. Like I just, I just can't even, I don't have any like, crossed thoughts or feelings mm-hmm. about that you know yeah, i mean you guys that. hooked yeah. me i mean i was there as a participant you know having met dan 
a month before on a yeah. on a cruise ship in the yeah. middle of, in the middle of the ocean, um, and I remember you invited me, and, and you know I, I, our connection at uh, you know at this conference this summit was just so profound, and I felt I had to go. And um, you know when I was a participant there, I saw this in- incredible power and, and passion that that kind of came from both of you mm. at that event. And I remember, you know, in our, in our groups and, and in, in our retreats and expeditions, work statements are such an em- empowering thing that we do. And I mean, I think at one point that my work statement was like hustle and purpose. And I just, you know, coming out of that weekend, you know, I, I think I said to both of you, like, hey, uh, I want to use my hustle, uh, you know, and sort of my gifts with purpose. And if you'll if you'll have me, mm-hmm. uh, I'll give you what I got. Yeah, you know yeah. That, that, was, that, yeah. Was, that was what I had to offer. <laughs> yeah, and what we took, what we did with that energy was we set a weekend in January, the end of January 2017, this year still, and uh, all came together in New York for a weekend to really just be like, all right, what the what the heck is this? I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm trying not to swear as much as I usually do. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, the. Uh, yeah, so we, we spent a weekend, I mean, and just kind of locked ourselves in an office room. And uh, the only time we went out was actually for the Women's March. Yeah. Yeah. We, that was our yeah. only break of the weekend, yeah. essentially, was to go up and participate in the Women's March. The big Women's March. The big March. one, right the, after like, the, uh, the, the inauguration, or right before the inauguration, right. whichever that was. Or yeah. the day of the inauguration. Yeah, maybe it was the day of, I can't remember. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. What, what a unique day. And I remember, I remember that morning. You know, being you both of you guys were like, Yeah, we gotta go to this march. And I'm like, Really? And then we got there and I was like, Holy crap, what a what the like the most perfect event for us to do as we yeah. as we started this whole endeavor that we're and, doing. And I think as we were walking up, you know, we saw some of the, the guys that had gone on the last retreat. Try to try to aim that direct no no. No just, Yeah, no, I we just we just yeah. you know, we saw these guys that had gone on the last retreat and just the excitement and the enthusiasm from those from those men as we were walking up. You know, it just gave me a chill. Yeah. No, it was per it was it was the perfect place and time to start. And I think that I don't know, not to not to like harp on that too much, but well, I'm gonna digress for a second here, but in the last couple four days, I have had the chance to and, and you guys were there for one this morning but hear directly from the wives of two of the guys yeah who mm-hmm. have been at our events and um i think our search for marketing materials is kind of needs to just stop there <laughs> like the 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 passion and the love and the and this wholehearted support that that these women are giving to us directly because of the the changes they've seen in their husbands is like I don't, I mean, it's magic. It's just incredible. Anyway, so yeah, we, we went to the Women's March, and that was actually one of the more powerful things I've ever witnessed. Yeah, it was honestly. Incredible. I mean, I've been in big crowds before, but never for such a, I don't know, a rallying cry of something that was seems so important. But anyway, so yeah, we laid some plans, and we began the process of coming up with uh, we hadn't we didn't have the name every man yet it was i think was being kind of it was in gestation at that time right for sure um but we had see if they'll bring us a pizza man 
Let's see. We got somebody knock at the door here. We'll, I'll just live. No pizza. All right. Uh, Coast is clear. The, yeah, I, I mean, I have some pictures, and I think I posted some at some point. But we, like, did version one of, like, the, the company mission, values, you know, trying to figure out exactly what what we are and what we're trying to do. Um, and uh, I think to bring it a little bit full circle, we can talk more about what else has happened this year, but we kind of lined out a, a phase one. Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, fair. like a phase one. And I think um, naturally this weekend is sort of a, obviously not an end to that, but a, uh, a natural breaking point to sort of reassess. I mean, this is actually the only time we've been all in one place um, for more than, I guess we got together to do that last retreat. Other than that, this is our sort of business planning, I don't know, summit. And uh, I think we're about to, I think we can confidently say we're rolling into phase two right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, and we just spent the day kind of recapping what we've done so far. Um, but why don't, yeah, yeah, why don't you guys, I don't know, um, let's recap a little bit more like what's happened since then, what you guys think that we've had done that's been um, successful or not successful, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I mean, first off, just even what you're all listening to now, this podcast has been, I think, mission critical to help just articulate what it is we're trying to share, uh, have Dan really become the voice of what every man is about, and he's done a tremendous job at that, and and getting a, a host of really interesting people that represent the values of what we're trying to do, right? I think that the fact that we've had celebrity types and we've had guys that um you know have worked in prisons and guys that have um dealt with every imaginable thing that life could throw at them um in all different backgrounds and storylines has been really for me i know as a listener and also obviously involved in the the core group here has been uh, resoundingly positive in terms of recognizing that this is the name is right. This is about every man. This is about yeah. people who yeah. are guys who are who are stepping into their power and being vulnerable and exploring their their own um, you know their own existence and whatever that means and looks like and wherever they are at that point too, and seeing that and um, seeing the response that we've gotten. You know the listeners that we've had. Um, you all out there have been tremendous. The numbers are you know for being such a a, a young brand and a, a completely self-funded little organization here you know we've really been able to build something that has real impact you know the the wives and the stories that we hear mean so much and the emails that we get back from people who are the listeners and the responses we get on social media really validate like yeah this podcast is really the voice of the brand in so many ways um, and it's really I think embodied who we are and what we're trying to do and excited to see, you know, we've got some really good guests um, coming up, which I'm really excited about, including tomorrow you're going to be interviewing Scott Harrison, who's a dear friend of mine who started Charity Water, which I yeah. believe is one of the most important charities on this planet. And he's really changed the game in terms of what a charity organization can do. Um, he's also been involved in men's work more on the, on the, on the faith side. And, yeah. and I yeah. think that's fascinating. And he's got an incredible story. Um, so yeah, the, the, to me, that podcast, this podcast has has been a foundational piece 
of what we've done. And then the expedition that you guys did, which I unfortunately was not able to attend, but taking, you know, 15 guys out into Yellowstone for close to a week and really um, going beyond a level that I think anybody had probably ever imagined was possible with this type of work and uh, and that type of natural setting uh, just sounded incredibly powerful. Um, and the fact that we're incubating these groups and getting ourselves prepared to really launch a, a membership model that is a, a framework for men to be able to participate in weekly groups that um, hold them accountable and challenge them and support them in a way that I know culturally and socially I never had growing up and never even thought existed and has helped me be a better person and a better man. Um, Maybe dive into that a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Share, share sort of your path to get here and, and what it has meant to you. And what it means continues to mean to you, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, going back to being the yogi, I hit that in my mid thirties, kind of figured, okay, that was my, going to be my spiritual path. And, and I, uh, I got pretty deep into my practice and got into that community and did some really incredible personal work and also accomplished some interesting things. Um, culturally, one point flavor pill hosted the world's largest registered yoga class. We had 10,000 people at the great lawn doing yoga together. Um, and who done, led that? Well, <laughs> so Elena Brower was the teacher. Any of you yogis out there? Elena's an incredible teacher and a dear, dear friend of mine. Um, and then uh, we had Reggie Watts as the host. Oh, really? So, yeah, for anybody who's into the comedy world and performance world, Reggie's, I think, one of the most talented human beings on the planet. And we really tried to have this juxtaposition, juxtaposition of great teacher, someone who really is respected by a yoga, the yoga community because we wanted it to be a real experience and then also have someone like Reggie who would bring that lighthearted playfulness and ultimately uh, appeal to an audience that normally wouldn't uh, participate in yoga. This was right. seven years ago before right. yoga was in you know every gym and now pretty much in every town in, in the country, which is yeah. tremendous. I think yeah. yoga to me is sort of, I know from my own personal experience, is sort of the gateway drug to spirituality for many of us if we don't have a religious background or don't identify with that yoga really does kind of become an entry point into that world um, and that spiritual space. And that's what, that's what it really did, yeah. did for me. And then <clears throat> going back to your original question, so then about six, seven years into my yoga practice, I started doing five rhythms, which is this sort of ecstatic freeform dance practice, which is pretty out there and amazing. It was founded by a woman by the name of Gabrielle Roth. Uh, highly recommended if you enjoy movement and dance. It's a, it's a wonderful global community. And then from there, I met um, Peter Offerman, who was one of the founders of the Brotherhood, right. which is where I met you. And he yeah. he he prodded me for about three years to join the, the men's group. Three um, years? Yeah, he kept reminding me, like, hey, you should come check it out. This is going to be something I think you'd enjoy. And it just always was a, found, sounded a little strange and a little bit too edgy. And I kind of was one of those guys, and you know this from being in my group. I thought I had my my shit together. I'm throw the first uh, first curse out here, and uh, didn't think I really needed that. I thought my yoga Got practice it. was gonna you know <clears throat> kind of get me there, and then had a bunch of stuff come up in life, and kind of got to a point where I realized you know what this is maybe something I wanted to try out, and uh, went full force, and and there, you know, five years, six years later. Um, talk really, a li- I think it's interesting. Like, talk a little bit about your first maybe six months or year in the group too, because I, I know that like because I was there for maybe two and a half years. Yeah, with you. I think so. But yeah, what was the? <clears throat> I think it's cool to give experiences of what it 
you know, because it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know, like when it really lands or makes sense or really becomes impactful. What was your, yeah, what was your, I don't know, path with that? Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good reminder for any of you guys that might be jumping into this work or any work, really, regardless, any self-work, self-development. Um, you know, yeah, like how do you, how much time do you give it, right? Like what's what's that process that you need to get it, uh, get that muscle memory and that level of comfort where you really feel like this is something that uh, is going to benefit you long term. And it took me close to a year, really. I was pretty reluctant. I would um, show up late a lot to group. I remember I pissed you off a whole bunch and rightfully so. (laughs) Um, I would be pretty lackadaisical sometimes and be kind of judgmental about what this whole thing was. I knew it was having an effect on me and that's why I kept turning up. But I also was, I think ultimately kind of uh, a little bit fearful of having to totally face that shadow and that yeah. dark side. I'm a pretty uplifted, positive guy and life is good. And I'm cool and easy. And that's sort of how I saw myself. And then having to uh, go you know, behind the veil a little bit made me uncomfortable. And I, it, I, hear, I heard you, you threw, sort of threw it out a couple of times. Like you were, you were a recovering bro yeah. at, at that point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yoga kind of took you me out of that bro across, stage. Yeah, you didn't come across as a bro. Like, yeah. I actually love hearing about the bro stuff. I don't even know because, what that is, but like you were <laughs> definitely at somebody that was. <laughs> well, no, but, but yeah, like you, so you just said that yoga maybe, I don't know, not covered up, but sort of maybe replaced some of the, yeah. The bronus. Yeah. I mean, I was a party yeah. guy. I yeah. was a club kid. Yeah. I was out, you know, three, four or five nights a week partying late time. I was going to all the, the right clubs. I knew the people at the door I was getting in. I was that type of person. Yeah. Um, you know, I was an original bro. Was Vegas, how I, yeah. An original bro. Quite a, yeah. quite a bit of time in Vegas. Too much time. I to, think to, one to day recall. we'll have a podcast that that's all we talk about. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll go Vegas. there. I got to get my <laughs> soon to be new, new wife's uh, permission on that. <laughs> So Good idea. yeah, that that's a whole other me, and I appreciate that me. And even though sometimes I look back and resent and and sort of um, you know regret maybe all that time I spent just trying to be cool and 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 kind of uh, be materialistic in many ways and partying and and all of that, it did help shape who I am. And I also feel like in the mission that we have as a group here, it helps me identify. Um, with those types of guys, yeah. with guys that are sort yeah. of maybe stuck in that place of playing it a little bit safe and just being a bro, you yeah. know, which is now a very sort of generic term and carries a lot of baggage, baggage as well. Um, but just guys that want to have a good time and keep it at the surface and, you know, it, know it, all the sports yeah. stats and things and, and like that. I don't that. think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but just knowing that that's like a part of yourself. And then at the same time, you can you can drop in and connect with another part of yourself um on a on a different level that that really brings brings your identity as an individual together um full with, spectrum yeah full spectrum with the with the, the more spiritual more connected side of yourself you know like you know we don't have to be any one specific identity you know in, in this day and age which is the amazing thing about about being a man in the year 2017 yeah. Do you remember what your the thing you you kept like banging your head against the wall for the first year, even two years, maybe even the whole time that we were in a group? But there was like something you kept pushing. You'd like keep bringing it up, and I don't know if I'll remember exactly what it was, but it was like you wanted to, oh man, like not curate yourself so much or not. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember, you know what I'm 
talking about? Do you remember this? Do you have any memory? Yeah, there was this yeah. persona that I kind of walked around with. Yeah. This Mr. Cool, Mr. Yeah. Flavor Pill. Yeah. You know, I really identified with my company, which was all about this cultural cool and this capital that you have around knowing what's up and what's cool and what's next and that sort of trendiness around that. And there was part of me that really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the yeah. thrill of getting into the, the big parties and knowing what was happening before everyone else did and, and sharing that too. I was never exclusive about that. The whole nature of Flavor Pill, and it still is, it's still a big part of my life, is empowering people to lead extraordinary lives by connecting them to culture, people, and ideas that inspire them, right? So we would get that information and share it. And that was a big part of me. And at the same time, it became really my identity mm. and it became who I was. And so I always kind of had to play that role. So the idea of then having to be emotional and be vulnerable and show my fear and, and uh, you know, show my anger and get pissed yeah. off and not be cool all the time and not have my shit together um, was really difficult for me to have to confront. And the group was the the place that that all came out that really lit up for me when you just said not have to have my shit together yeah I, that was I, I like that that i feel like i heard that in different ways over and over the other thing i remember hearing too is like i can't i want to do more right. I, like I, I i'm not doing enough <laughs> i can't like how can yeah like just not satisfied, not satisfied, wanting more and more and more and more and more and more. And I share that with you. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people share that with yep. you. And yet, yeah, where are you with that now? That's interesting because I still feel that insatiable appetite to do. And it's definitely part of me. I think it's a gift. I think it needs to be, uh, you know, managed and nurtured and uh, it needs to have a healthy tone to it and I've learned that more and more as I've gotten a little wiser um, you know I've gone through a few big life moments you know over the last few years I actually today is a three-year anniversary of my sister passing away mm. um, which is profound I was just just before this on a Skype call with my mom and and one of my other sisters and my brother and just reminiscing about my my beautiful sister Amanda who um, who passed away of cancer and left two incredible sons um, here that are now you know almost feel like sons to me in some ways yeah and that was enormous to go through and kind of exposed a lot of my maybe insecurities around who I am and who I wanted to be and this need to push and do and actually say you know what let's slow the f down and let's be present and let's deal with what's in front of you which happens to be a beautiful family that you have which happens to be somebody dying in front of you you yeah. know and losing yeah. her that was the the greatest gift i think i've ever had was when my sister went through that process of dying mm -hmm. in front of me and i actually really showed up and i was really present and I realized, yeah, you know what? It's not always about doing, it's about being. And yeah. that was huge. And being able to incorporate that into all of the practices of meditation and yoga and recognizing, right, that's the, that's the whole idea. That's what we're all after yeah. is how can we be more present in the moment? And so, yeah, I, I bless my sister on this anniversary of being able to be such a, a teacher for me in that way. And, and, and it was a struggle and it was, you know, life's not fair and things yeah. happen like that. And, and this is where we get from there. If we can really stand in it, we learn from it and grow from it. And I just, I got to say that sitting in a group with you in that period, as you went through that, I mean, you, 
your experience of that as you really shared it with us in such a powerful, clear, strong way hmm. was a massive gift. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's hard to put these things into words, but the the experience of 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 being in a group committed for a long time with a group of guys and life happens, you know, and, and we lose people and we find people and we celebrate and we mourn and all these things. I like, it is a, it's like a multiplier of, of like life experience. Like mm-hmm. I lived that. I feel like part of me lived that right with you. And I, not as a voyeur, but like I took something away from that, you yeah. know, and I, I met your nephews and like, it's just, it's so meaningful. I mean, so it's meaningful for me to be here with you today, you know, mm. on on that anniversary. And it's like, I don't know. It's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it was a remarkable experience to have that kind of kinship and really brotherhood surrounding me during that year, year and a half of her slowly fading away and having guys like yourself who had never met her before cry with me, yeah. you know, and hold space and uh, and allow me to just really feel whatever it was beyond the boundaries of my family because as beautiful as my family was during that experience and we came together in a way that was remarkable like just just to throw it out there my my dad and my mom had been divorced for close to 35 years when this all went down and um and my dad is is an amazing man and and i have a beautiful mother and for a lot of circumstances and reasons they really didn't ever have a good relationship after this uh, after their divorce and really uncomfortable um, <laughs> together and as soon as my sister got sick it was time they they healed wow um, they were on yeah. calls three times a week um, they let all that past go and it reminded me that at any point you know we can change yeah and we have the power to do that and we it's really our choice and we can wait for these life moments to happen like your ch- your child your first child um, you know, being sick and dying, um, or we can maybe be more proactive. You know, exactly. And I, and yeah. And I think exactly. that's one of the things that this work has yeah. taught me is like, right. Like, <clears throat> Hey, step into that uncomfortable space, have those conversations. Now don't wait until something tragic or dramatic has to happen. And then you're, it's compounded and it's so much more difficult to get through. And then you've wasted all that time yeah. just because of your ego or your fear, or whatever it is that hangs up on you. And so, yeah, to go through that with the group and see my family transform and then really be able to step into my power as a leader um, in my family and feel myself as a person that I really want to be more and let go of that Mr. Cool facade that we talked about before. It was just it was a tremendous transformation to go through that. And the group led me in such a way and held me in such a way where that was like the that's it. At that point, too, that was when I, all right, I'm, bo- I'm on board with Dan. Um, I'm going to get on this ship with him in any way I can. I want to get this work out to as many men and really people as yeah, possible yeah. Um, because we need this and we deserve this. And there isn't a place socially and culturally that this goes on at all because as much as, for, you know, yoga is an interesting space and in that I feel like yoga has really nurtured the femininity and the, and, the, and the feminine sort of modern movement in a lot of ways. It's become a spiritual community for many many women you know, there's 30 plus million people that do yoga and 85 percent of them or so are women so right. you've got 25 million people in our country that practice yoga and that that's where they much of their time they find their social and spiritual community and their connection to each other 
and it's a beautiful sacred thing and where's that for guys you know and like this is part of where i think yeah, what I we're mean, doing has that potential i mean one of the you know just thinking about my own group and you, you know you being able to to do that you know to do that training in your group you know and sort of prepare for this event that inevitably life is going to throw at you right i mean yeah. like look yeah. you know people are going to die you, yeah people are going to die shit is going to go down in your life and i think about my own life it's like man the, you know my group and my practice and in the connection with our work and the changes that have occurred in my own life it, just in the last six months you know the, the preparation to to deal with those and be able to endure those changes has been huge i mean it's like do you think that you can just, you know, Sunday comes around, you just walk on the field and you like win the game? I mean, you don't. Like you, you have to train. Like you have to show up and yeah. you have to go to practice yeah. every single week so that when it's game day, you actually have the best shot at, at winning. And, you know, and it's like, so why not use the time? But life is game day every But life is game day moment. every freaking day. You know, it's yeah. like Sunday, man. There's yeah. all football games all over the country, which, yeah. you know, we, we're going to be watching later. But, like, you know, it's one of those I'm things. Not. I'm, I'm not. not. I mean, I, I, don't know I know there's some Sunday night I'm football not. on, but um, I'm, I'm a fan. Go Chiefs. Um, no, but it, it is just such a, a such a, uh, you know, it's just such a, and it, you know, when you really reflect on it, you got to, you know, for me, just to be able to do this stuff and when, when life is, easy <laughs> right totally totally yeah, absolutely it is like one of the phrases that i've stuck with and i heard you say yesterday sasha is like it's exercise for your insides or or, mm-hmm. or, or you know it's like it's crossfit like, for your mind is that <laughs> yeah your mind your body your, like your whole your soul, you know, man your, yeah. Whole yeah, your thing. spirit yeah I, I mean also one of the things that i think you know just going back to those moments or things that, that we've really been able to accomplish since we since we really you know, since every man was really born is, you know, I've been a lot, I've been a part of a, you know, a number of different, you know, businesses and organizations and in different, you know, forms, startup forms or more mature companies. And like the ability to bring the work that we do and the way we show up in our, in our groups and in our life with the, the, the principles and protocols and to be able to bring that into our, into, into our business. Um, has just allowed me to have to, to allowed us, you know, like look, you know, yeah. sometimes you really piss me off, and you do too. But yeah. we show up, and the the honesty that we're able to bring to that, you know, and just get that shit out of the way, and really cut to the cut to, to what matters. It's it's so profound, and I and I I do believe that that's a huge um, catalyst for the success um, that we've had to this day. Because I mean, what we're doing, this isn't little anymore there's you know every single day you know men all over the country all over the world are 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 reaching out and becoming part of this community Um, i think we should break that down just briefly just what you said about how you know we are doing our best to use the same principles that we use in our groups in our business as we do and it's how we started this morning like before we started our day of our day-long work like we're like, all right, it's been a while. What do we need to clear up? You know, what what do we need to what do we need to not sweep under the rug, but actually bring into the light, you know, examine, be honest, own. What do we need to own? Right? right? So that our relationships aren't cluttered, right? So that our ability to communicate isn't stunted by these things we're not saying. Mm. Well, and it's 
yeah, pretty values, simple. You know, the values of our organization, they have to be, you know, the values of what every man stands for and what this organization is being built on are, are foundational to, to this community as it grows. Um, because not sweeping the stuff under the rug and putting it out in front or even the, the ugly shit, I mean, you know, we had, we had a couple of squirms today when we were sharing. And, and, you know, but I can sit here right now seven hours later and like in my body, I feel strong and, 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 and content with, with where I'm at, like in, in my chest, I can feel that right now. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been, uh, I mean, this is my first go, like honestly, as an entrepreneur or like building a company in this fashion, I, I wouldn't want to do it any other way. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else other than you two guys sitting here. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a pretty I, I, magical. I've done it some other ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just put Richard Branson in that chair and then I'll be good to go. I've oh, always oh, wanted please. to collaborate with that guy. Yeah, please. Yeah, okay, I take that be our back. fourth partner. Yeah. Richard, if you're yeah. out there and you're interested, let me know. Shout Give out. us a buzz. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it is really special. I feel like we've had, um, I don't know, it feels like... Uh, like I think about my relationship with my wife and just how, you know, it naturally progressed. It just had a natural progression and it would deepen and it would expand and the vision of the future would get, you know, bigger or brighter and then it would get real dark for a while. And then, it, you know, it's just this whole relationship. Like, I think it's very cool how we're uh, giving space for this to like the one analogy that I've been using a lot and I'm sure I'll get real tired of people get tired of hearing it, but it's like, you know, for whatever it is, we're giving, like, if we weren't going to clear things up between us, if we weren't going to be honest, like it'd be like three elephants in a room with no room to turn around and like bumping our heads against the ceiling. And then something goes down and you, and you like try to move around, you like bang into the walls and it just, it's just, uh, it's a terrible vision, like, you know, crapping on whatever. But like we are moving the walls apart when we when we're just honest with each other, when we own what we're feeling and trust that we can get through it. It's like we move those walls 100 feet back, you know, 100 yards back. And, and, and all of a sudden the ceiling lifts way up and we got all the room. And then, you know, stuff will rile us up. But look at all the space we have to move in. It's just well, like and, and one of the things that's so profound and we, we, we hit on it today, but. You know, inevitably, life with the commitments that we have, whether in, in in our other professional lives or whatever is going on, personal lives, like you know, time will lapse. Like we, you know, Dan, you're out in Montana. Sasha's in New York City. I'm in New York City. I'm out in Montana. You know, as much as I can be. But when we don't get that time to connect and check in and really be, you know, connected with each other, inevitably we we drift. And, and either yeah. momentum slows or, yeah. or something totally. comes up and like the, the just, you know, that connection and deepening that connection, you know, every single week or, you know, however many times a week we, 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 we check in and are, and are working on something is so important. Totally. Um, so we got maybe 15 minutes left max. And I, what I would love to do to sort of like end this on would be a chance for each of us to, dream a little bit and like 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 a best case scenario what do we each want mm -hmm. for what we're building together and it's a very cool time and place to do it we're sitting in the library at Troutbeck and this is this is an incredible property it's an incredible place to be on this property 
some of our culture's most uh, influential, amazing individuals came here, met, did their work, were creative. Um, so, I mean, I yeah, the NAACP was founded here. The NAACP <laughs> was founded here. Yeah. Ernest Hemingway spent time here. Teddy Roosevelt spent a lot of time here. Yeah, Walden Throw. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Yeah. Thoreau. It like it goes on and on. So oh yeah, it's, it's impressive. It's really impressive, and it's intimidating in a sense. But also, like you know, why not? Why, why not? not why, why, why do we not? You know, let's. I mean, it might be there might be some hubris involved here, but why not? Let's 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 project into the future. Like, what's our wildest dreams? Like, and and you know, we're gonna go for it. Absolutely. And I would say too, just one piece of all of this as we talk about what we've done and where we are and I think it's great to celebrate ourselves and it's important I think we culturally sometimes forget to do that I know I've always been a little timid about uh, really standing up and pounding my chest and saying hey I'm proud of what I do in the world and and uh, it's it this is such purposeful work and it is really making a difference and just to kind of throw it back to everybody who's listening here is like hey you can go do this too right like Lucas works a big corporate job I'm this I'm, I'm running a small company you know Dan has a family moved out to the out of the city and here we are and we've created something that we really believe in and it's working and it's never too late um, you, there's always opportunities, you know, whether it's a side hustle that moves into a full-time occupation or whether it's just a passion project that you do because you really believe in it. As a serial entrepreneur, as someone who, as I talked about before, you know, when I was five years old, I'm selling lemonade out in front of my apartment building. That's always been something that I believe in. If you have a vision and you want to see it through, however big or small, like go out and do it, give it a shot especially now you know everything has been democratized and maybe to a fault and that's a different conversation but at the end of the day you want to start a company you want to create content you have something you believe in that the world should should see and know about it's it's really about like registering a url and you know putting some social media up yeah, there yeah. and building something from the ground up so i, it, I hope it, that that it, helps you, know, you guys and inspires you all to say hey there's there's something that here three guys started this as really just a passion project and now it's really growing into something hopefully you know going back to what you're saying what is it that we envision i you know i envision this as a movement i mean i talk about it in so many ways it's like hey could this be yoga for men you know could it be that powerful from a movement perspective you know because i was lucky enough 15 years ago to kind of get into yoga at sort of 1.0 or maybe 1.5 in this uh, New York, our New York scene, and in, in the in this country, when yoga really started to become more than this strange sort of esoteric thing, but it started to really become a cultural movement, and I saw it grow from a couple of studios in New York to a whole lifestyle, and it's a thirty billion dollar industry and thirty million plus people doing it every year, and it's had a profound effect, I think, on a lot of people's lives. And so, how can we do that? for men and ultimately for humans overall and you know creating that structure that accountability that foundation that works more for a masculine mindset i mean we are different in that way right we like totally. to be accountable we like tools we like to take action we like to physically be involved in things most of us some of us of yeah, course and I i'm generalizing and yeah. and we're all yeah. different in our own beautiful ways too and and that's that's you know that's part of what we're trying to do and that's why it's called every man you know you know i've loved the fact that in our groups and in our our retreats that we've had you know we have had every 
every range of guy I think imaginable, you yeah. know, from religious yeah. backgrounds to, to socioeconomic, um, you know, status, um, to sexual orientation, uh, to, to age, age yeah. yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. And I mean, that's yeah. one of the things that, you know, going back to like, what do I envision? I envision that, you know, that this is really a true statement of what this world is. It's not a, an insular community. It's inclusive, right? And it stands for how we all are looking at our lives moving forward and that we are a, a global community in so many ways. And yeah. it still ultimately does break down to that localization of like, how can I be feel feel connected into my community? And how can I as an individual show up and improve and become more the person I want to be. And so if we can create that structure to do that and really empower people to to build these groups and to be part of something that, that has a foundational um, shift on or a foundational inspiration and impact on who they are, that, that, you know, I can die happy at that point. You can put it on my tombstone and knowing that, that I made or we made a, a significant influence and, and it had a significant impact on many, many people's lives. Because I do think that's part of what it is. As a, as a tech entrepreneur and someone who's been in that space, like scale, scale is interesting. Like how do you break out from this being a fledgling thing that's in you know little pockets and little yeah. communities? And how can we get this out? You know, we get every day, we get hits from people all over the country and now all over the world yeah. in places I've yeah. never heard of. And like, great, this shouldn't just be a New York thing or an LA thing. You it's know, not. And, no, and, it's yeah. definitely and so, not. so as the bat vision of like, how can yeah. we get millions of men and ultimately, you know, spread this across, you know, women and everybody else to yeah. say, hey, this is, this is an opportunity for us to sit and be real with each other and show up for each other on an ongoing basis and continue to evolve as humans and support and challenge each other in the way that we all need. This is how we live our fullest lives. Yeah. What, what would be, just very quick, Sasha, and then Lucas, I want to hear yours, but like, what would be a scary dream? Like, what would be something <laughs> you don't want to say? Oh, wow. Um, like, what you mean, like, is it too either, big to yeah, dream? Yeah, too big to dream or, or too scary to say. Like, I'm a pretty big dreamer. Yeah. Uh, I have always had global aspirations i've since like since i was a little kid i've always felt like i'm supposed to change the world and actually my now um new my my fiance as of as of yesterday officially <laughs> yeah. um, i got engaged up here uh which is a beautiful beautiful thing and and Gemma gamby who's going to be my wife in in about a month which is very fast and and beautiful in its own right it's a different story uh she's always kind of said, hey, you don't need to save the world. You know, that's not your job. No one can do that. Um, and I've always had, had had that feeling inside. There's been an intensity of like, as a child, being like, oh, hey, there's all this suffering. There's all these people. I lived in New York City in the 70s. I saw it every street corner. Why are these people, you know, homeless? And yeah. why are people having, so? why are communities so disenfranchised? This isn't fair. I want to do something about that. So the big hairy audacious goal of like you know what could it be in, the, in its most truest maybe you know even scariest form um would to be a full global movement i mean to be something that would be recognized at the highest level at the yeah. un or yeah. throughout you know the most important institutions in the world and saying this is something that has had a, a significant impact on us as humans so that we can you know we can be more aligned more peaceful more connected um, we can think in a sustainable way as people. Um, we can have empathy for each other in a way that 
is necessary for our survival, you know, and really have that type of impact. I think that would be outstanding and yeah, a little scary to like lean into that (laughs) type of responsibility. And at the same time, honestly, I I feel ready for it, whether it's every man or whether it's every man and something else and something else. But being part of that, I think, um, would be, you know, a profound way to to live the, the remaining years of my life. Sign me up, brother. <laughs> yeah, um, sign me up as well. <laughs> How about you? What's the what's the scary big goal here? Uh, I mean, I th- think uh, um, I echo I, I echo Sasha in, in many regards. I mean, I think you know some of the some of the the things I continually hear, uh, you know, in, in the in the community that I, that I've sort of fostered and grown is is that you know really step into that greatness, like whatever that greatness is. And whatever it is that you can bring to the world, like, and bring to to yourself and your community, like, step into that and really, you know, embrace it. And when I think about that, it is like, how do we, how do we, how do we incubate, how do we foster, how do we grow something that truly is significant enough to change how we as men interact with one another on a daily basis? I mean, you know, to me, every man is about community uh you know a true community of of men that leave all the you know the bullshit aside that has to do with work and you know what i do for a living and you know who i voted for or you know who i want to have sex with or whatever and it's just it's just a community of guys wait who who do you want to have sex with <laughs> oh wow well, that i mean that like, we could be here for a while podcast. um <laughs> No, but but just how do we create that that community where we leave we leave those things at the door and we step into a world where we're connected on a deeper level that allows us to just be friends, brothers, comrades, whatever we want to call it. To me, that level of connection is what brings people together. Um, and I think we continually see that when we, you know, whether it's on a retreat or in a group or on an expedition where we, where we create the container and the space to leave that all that crap at the door and, 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 and exist in that realm, just incredibly profound relationships, conversations, connection is established. Um, and to me, that's what, that's what every man is about. It's about bringing all men together and, and and really creating a community which supports one another um, in what we want to do and what we want to achieve in our lives, no, no matter how, how big or how small or how, because everybody has a different passion. Everybody has a different purpose. Like let's celebrate all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. I think that, Man. that would, my like last thoughts or my, my big dream is uh, I don't, I hope it's not too much of a downer, but you know, I, yes, I agree wholeheartedly to like be comfortable and own our greatness, right? Like how big can we get? But I also find that if that's all we're going for, if that's like the whole point, we're missing a lot of life. And I think we have to own our ugliness. I think we have to own our banality. We have to own our ordinariness. We have to own... You know, the fact that I need to clip my toenails, like, you know, just the whole thing, the whole spectrum thing like like that to me, that's the evolution 
uh, that I see that goes along because the greatness, because to me, the greatness is a, is a byproduct of, of the acceptance of, of the whole yeah. in general. And that, you know, I think my sort of big, hairy, uh, audacious goal or big picture would be um, to have all of that bigness and grow through that mm. gently and sort of, uh, you know, like relax through that and and also simply still be a wonderful dad and love my wife as much as I can and, you know, sort of keep it. Um, I don't know. I, I like maybe it's just like a it's both. It's both. I want it all like the the only tattoo I've ever wanted is on my three fingers and it says all at once. I want everything hmm. and I want it all at once. <laughs> That's I won't settle for less. What's the uh, what's the big expedition you want to do? What's your expedition dream? The biggest? Yeah. Well, the personal one is a forty-day solo. Like that—that's my biggest. But as far as every man, I think the first thing that comes to mind is, is doing a pack raft. Like we'll literally hike up and over the Brooks Range and then float pack rafts out to the Arctic Ocean. Um, I would also love to do like a like a legitimate Amazonian boat trip, like a long, long-range Amazonian boat trip, um, and some sort of Himalayan adventure too. But, yeah, yeah. I think I go. I'm like you know, horseback riding in Mongolia. Perfect. Like a, a, and also like a legit hunt in in Mongolia. Nice. And, you know. Yeah. Ancient, you know, bow and arrow or something. Just, just incredibly out there. Like I'm. <laughs> well, I'm as, all about it. As the city kid in this trio here. I don't have any big dreams of expeditions. I'll go on all those, but I'll let you guys curate those ones. <laughs> what I will say, though, I do appreciate, and I think this is part of the healthy tension that we have as a, as partners in this in this endeavor, and that we do have different ideals, and we do yeah. come from different places. Yeah, you know, and we are very different. We look different, we act different, and at the end of the day, we have different backgrounds. But if you get to the core and the heart of it, we're, we're all the same and that we, yeah. we want to be big. We want to be great. We want to live life in that moment in its fullest. And we want to embrace all parts of ourselves and all parts yeah. of the people around us. We want to be able to have that empathy and that self-love where we can be judgment free and we can be fully present in that moment. I mean, so much of I think of what we're in the, we're really doing here is teaching people to be ourselves and others to just be present in the moment and be connected to who you are and what's happening right now, right here, without all the judgment, without all the crap, and letting go of, of a lot of the conditioning that we've all had to endure yeah. as yeah. as men and as humans. Totally. Because when you, when you can be yourself all the way, it you can automatically let those around you be themselves all the way, and that's a huge gift. That's the it's biggest gift you can give gift. somebody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And you know, bring that all bring that all down to yourself. Like I think, you know, to find that peace you know that then allows you to kind of i know for me personally like to get to that level of peace that allows me to really step into the things that i want in life like a, a, an incredible relationship and you know a, a family like those are all things that that i feel like are, are are in my future and and so important that everything that's happening right now is the foundation for that um, and it gets me excited to be around you guys that yeah. that are stepping in and having those things it's so exciting you know, every day. Mm. It is exciting. And, uh, we'll wrap it up here. And, um, I want to invite everybody listening, come hang out with us. <laughs> come yeah, to yeah. Racebrook. <laughs> 
get in on this. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, we're gaining momentum all the time. Um, our retreat, it's the first through third of December, Racebrook Lodge in Massachusetts. You can find it online at everyman.co. Um, and yeah, jo- join in the, the group of men that is, you know, taking the risk to, to, to experience this. And, um, yeah, we'll see you there. Peace. Aho. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this archived edition, this old episode, this cool old recording from almost two years ago from a very special place. Um, I couldn't be more appreciative of your participation and your listenership. And we would love to have you and any of your friends and loved ones involved in our community if it calls to you. Um, Have a great summer. Take care of yourself. All right. Thanks a lot.